Hi Robin Downey, thanks very much for joining me today. We're going to talk about the Martin Moran round, um, Scotland's newest round, uh, designed uh, and executed by, by Robin uh, last, last August, wasn't it? August 2022. Yeah. My name is Finley Wild, uh, this is my podcast Go Mountain Goats and this is episode 25. It's a, a dreek January evening uh, in Le Caber. Um, it's yeah, been really rainy and windy so we're sort of uh, going to get into some vibes of summer in Torridon uh, and yeah, running those, those amazing, rugged, uh, beautiful peaks up there. So yeah, welcome Robin. Uh, first, yeah, just tell us about yourself, please. Yeah, so um, Robin, um, I've just moved to Fort William actually. Um, just started work as a, as a nurse here. Um, but originally I'm from Ochcarran, which is pretty close to Torridon and Akinshelic Hills. And that's where I was born and uh, grew up. Um, so a really fantastic place to grow up, to grow up, and um, yeah. First off, I was kind of more into cycling, and then kind of in kind of 2016, I got a bit of the the running bug, and then realised I had a wonderful playground on my doorstep. So so yeah. Cool. What um what sort of started that bug in 2016 for for running? Yeah. So um I did occasionally did a bit of a a road run in winter when the weather was really bad and didn't want to get on the bike. But um, kind of um, had moved back home um, after a few years away and uh, had kind of a year at home, basically wasn't sure what to do. And um, I decided to sign up to Keltman Extreme Triathlon and um, decided I'd better get running to get training for that. So <laughs> <laughs> I started just doing a lot of runs from the house and then um, the Keltman run goes over Benny. So I started going out of Benny quite a lot sure. and then just realised how amazing the the terrain and the mountains are around kind of Loch Arran um, there's so much beautiful routes and beautiful mountains and um, I, I'd done a few kind of with my dad kind of walked up them but um, there isn't really like a, a running scene or anything in Loch Arran so I suppose there wasn't really a reason to until um, I um, yeah started training for Keltman so that was probably the start yeah. Okay and Keltman uh, it's not a, a standard triathlon by <laughs> any means is it? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really that tempts me about a normal triathlon, but um, I think what appealed to me about Keltman was, um, you know, the, the run sounds very, sounds very beautiful and amazing, and there also wasn't really many locals that ever did it. You know, there was a few, but, you know, you'd hear about people coming from New Zealand or Australia and all okay. over the world to do it, but then there was only a couple of people who were actually from the area who'd done it. Um, so I kind of decided on a whim to, to sign up and to do it and I knew I kind of had the bike to, to do it but the run and the swim were pretty pretty new to me so they were quite a challenge especially the swim um, but but the running I really started to, to love and just really found a real passion for that uh, as soon as I signed up and I started the training. The, sw the swim is obviously outside, is it in Loch Torridon? Yeah itself? so it's kind of in Shieldig so it goes across the bay um, from one side, from this like kind of beautiful red house that's very picturesque and there's a lot of pictures, it starts just near that and then uh, it comes into Shieldig Village and then it's like kind of like a 200 kilometer cycle and then it's a marathon that involves Benny if the weather's good enough to yeah. get Yeah, because it's like, is it like a double triathlon really in distances? So I think it's, it's Ironman distance, um, slightly out of the, I think the swim's slightly shorter and the bike is I think like 15k longer. But then instead of a, a boring road run, it's uh, 
I, I run over Ben A, which um, oh, it's just incredible. And I've um, I've done Kiltman a few times, and I've support ran in it as well, and I've also um, volunteered just helping out. And um, okay. when I volunteered to help out, I was a sweeper on Ben A, so took was kind of following the last people up. Okay. Yeah. And I think what really makes um, Kelman special is well, anyone who's been up Ben Ben A knows how beautiful it is. And a lot of people who turn up at Keltman have never been to Torridon or maybe come to Torridon for a recce but hadn't been beforehand and maybe have never actually been up on Monroe before. So to run along that ridge is just, oh, it's just unbelievable. And kind of as a local doing it and someone who's brought up in the area, like when I have done Keltman, when I've got onto that ridge and just like been running, it's just like unbelievable to think like, you know, this is kind of on my doorstep and having a race as as great as that kind of um, in Torridon, it's just fantastic. Yeah, there's the extra element of, of being local to the area and this mm -hmm. is home and yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm uh, competing, racing yeah. in my local back door. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so you'd, um, obviously you had done a lot of cycling, Yeah. you then got into your running, mm -hmm. really got the bug for that. So uh, 2016, was that when you did the Keltman? The so 2017, time? I did the Keltman um, and did it the following year and then took a wee break. So, so yeah, okay. I kind of had those two years um, doing Keltman and then did it again last year. So, okay. So, yeah. And then running-wise, you certainly didn't stop at the, the Keltman. Yeah, so, so I did Keltman for two years and then um, I decided to focus again on the road cycling because okay. I'd moved to the Central Belt and I wanted to have a wee go at kind of the Scottish road racing scene. Sure, yeah. But um, in the background, there was always a bit of running going along, and uh, I was always desperate to get up some mountains um, with friends running it or just walking them with my dad. I think it just really opened my eyes just to like. I think in Lockdown, there's like this thing that you're surrounded by beautiful mountains and you appreciate them. So you look at them, you think, oh, that's beautiful. And maybe when there's some fresh snow or a nice summer's day, you look at them. But there's kind of like this feeling that like, you never really go up them. Like I would say, most people are Karen. There'll be people who have moved to Arkham because of the mountains and who are climbers or walkers, but a lot of people have never actually been up them before, or maybe have been up like say um, Fur Fall, which is kind of the famous one in Lochairn, um, Wellies Nose, the locals call it. So people, most people have done that and then otherwise haven't. Okay. So when you start doing it, it's like really wow. So um, I just just love being out in them, and then obviously exploring all, all over Scotland. There's so many beautiful running routes. Um, low level routes, high level routes and um, some other races so I started to kind of explore the races a wee bit and yeah just kind of take it from there. Yeah because I think am I right in sort of the time scale then yeah. you sort of did things like the Glencoe Skyline? Yeah so I did Glencoe Skyline in 2021, um, I did the VK as well, I did most of the kind of the um, those events um, in Kinoch even, um, tried out a few of the Scottish hill running um, scene as well. Okay. Um, I kept making the the mistake of obviously cycling. You're used to kind of freewheeling or, you know, not putting too much effort on the downhills. So I, I remember my first couple of hill races, like getting to the top of a hill and be like, oh, I'm doing great, you know, being in a good position or whatever, and then just like, just like totally bonking <laughs> on the descent because I hadn't realised that there's quite a lot of effort to get back down. So um, especially uh, the way some the speed some people are running at. So. Um, it took a wee while to kind of get to descending and get the confidence um, to kind of really, you know, push it on the downhills and get the right technique, I suppose. But um, 
I mean, Todd is a great place to practice. You're, you're running down hills, so um, yeah. So you probably yeah came into it with having the engine for the uphills from all mm -hmm. the cycling. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite a, a specific skill, isn't it, the descending? So yeah, definitely. And there wasn't exactly anyone to kind of show me, so it was kind of just trial and error, a few falls, but uh, yeah, seem to seem to have got it now. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so what is the Martin Moran round? Yeah. So it's um, based in Torridon, um, and it starts and um, finishes at the Torridon Village Hall. And um, I suppose when I was, um, you know, starting to train for my first Keltman and spend a lot of time in the Torridon Hills. Um, you know, I was reading other books and stuff and reading up about other rounds and, you know, really just in falling in love with the, the Torridon and Achnashelk Mountains, which are, you know, so close to me in Loch Aran. And um, I just started to think, well, you know, why not do something like this in Torridon? You know, what's what's the reason not to? And I suppose as um, I built up my confidence in the mountains and my ability to run over further distance, it kind of it grew arms and legs and first off it was just kind of going to be kind of the Monroes um, in Torridon, kind of the, the kind of the famous ones, Ben Algon and stuff. Um, and then as I kind of got a bit fitter and I could run a bit further, <laughs> I started adding a few more peaks and then I thought, oh, well, the Akneshelk ones are kind of, it makes sense because you can kind of just cross the road and you're onto those ones. And um, I really like those ones as well. So um, that kind of, um, accumulated kind of the distance and stuff and I suppose every time I was home I would uh, be desperate to just get up and like check out a new route off a summit or up a, up a hill you know I find it really exciting just um, checking out routes and exploring the area and not always just following kind of the the path or, or whatever looking at different ways you can get you know staring at maps so the route itself it starts in um, Torridon Village Hall it goes along the road for a couple of miles and then heads up Ben Algon. Okay. And then from the second summit on Ben Algon, it um, heads to two kind of faraway corbits, which in my opinion is probably one of my favourite parts of the route um, because I don't know, it's just the, the two corbits, um, Baza Ben and Ben Ayon, they feel really wild. They're just because you're, you're kind of running, it's just really wild, there's no pass whatsoever. Um, it's just really kind of rugged and you you don't feel like you're anywhere near kind of any sort of civilization when you're in that moment doing it. And after those comets, um, you come up another corbett and then along to uh, Leach and then over that beautiful ridge that, you know, had to obviously be in it. And then um, down that and on Ben A, of course, and then across and then you, you kind of go up the Achnashelk Hills and um, Ben Damp is the final summit. Okay. and then descend off Ben Damp onto the road and then there's a couple of miles on the road. Um, I mean, that was the way I did it. Obviously, you could do it the other way, but I kind of thought doing the Tardon ones first in the light made, made more sense. So, Yeah, it's a really ex exciting route to, to look at on the map. Mm -hmm. um, I think is it nine Monroes, six Corbett's. Yeah. Um, and even the, the process of deciding, mm -hmm. you know, it's all incredibly rough around there. There's yeah. hardly, uh, hardly any path, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Uh, the routes you would have taken, but yeah. it must have been a really interesting process deciding what to include, what not to include, and, and sort of, uh, yeah, coming up with this this mega uh, 80, 86 kilometer uh, route with uh, almost sort of 9,000 meters of, of climbing, so sort of similar to mm -hmm. uh, Ramsey's Round, which is, you know, mm -hmm. 
which is a fair bit, well, a bit longer, isn't it? Ramsey's is 90-something, so... Yeah, so... Comparable. So I was trying to um, Alex Moran, uh, Martin's son, about the route, and I had kind of the main base to it, um, but there was a couple of little bits I was kind of debating, you know, which summits to include, and um, I was chatting to him, and we had kind of two routes that we had in mind, so we had this route that was about 70 kilometres, and then we had the route that we went, which was okay. another, what, 15k, um, just over that, with with those two corbits that are towards Gaelic, um after Ben Algon. And, um, you know, I messaged him and I said, you know, which, you know, which one should we go for? And initially he kind of questioned why we had those two faraway corbits. And then he got back to me about an hour later and said, I think you should just go for the big one. Go big. Just, 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 yeah, just <laughs> go big. And... Um, I think as well, he, he likes those two summits and also just for kind of in terms of distance and elevation, um, it makes sense to have something kind of similar to kind of something like the Ramsey, a similar kind of distance and elevation um, would make sense. And it, I kind of thought personally the 70k route, I thought that feels quite doable um, with the right training when the 86k route seemed like impossible. So I thought, well, it's always better to push yourself that wee bit extra and you know, do, do, not impossible, doable, but like, you know, slightly kind of like at the very limit of what I thought I could do. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, you didn't know you, know you had that sort of the challenge aspect, which we've talked about in, mm. in previous sort of episodes, whereby maybe that's part of the excitement is that you didn't actually know. Yeah, I think, so, well, when I signed up to Keltman first off, back in 2016, it was like this whole massive challenge of having not done anything like that before. So then doing this round, it was like, for me, because I hadn't done a round before, it was kind of like that thing of, well, I don't know if I can do this, but if I put everything into my training and the prep, then there's a possibility maybe I could. So it was kind of like that big challenge and that a bit of that fear that, you know, maybe I'm not up to this, but let's give it a go. Let's, let's just go for it. And um, certainly that motivates me to get out training and to spend as much time in the hills as possible. So, um, so yeah, and obviously it worked out. So, yeah. And we've talked about Martin Moran on the podcast before, previous yeah. episodes. Um, such a formidable character mm -hmm. in, in Scottish uh, climbing mm -hmm. and, and running and just general mountain, uh, mountain lore, really. Um, yeah, M Martin had the, the Coolin Ridge record at one point. Uh, he's done. He's one of the early finishers of of Ramsey's round. Um, his two books, uh, Alps Four Thousand, was about a, a continuous uh, uh, circuit of all the four thousand meter peaks in the Alps, uh, using uh, bikes to get between the peaks oh. with uh, Simon Jenkins yeah. in nineteen ninety four, uh, and before that, uh, the Winter Monroes in a continuous circuit uh, in nineteen eighty five. Um, even um, in, well into his 50s, he was doing really hard, um, you know, mixed climbing, putting up new routes. And uh, we talked about that quite a lot with uh, the episode with uh, Murdo Jameson mm -hmm. uh, on the podcast. Uh, obviously, Torridon Mountain Rescue, he was involved with. Um, yeah, what was your sort of uh, involvement uh, with Martin and why did you want to uh, name the round after him, etc.? Yeah, so obviously growing up in Lochairn, Martin just lived just outside, just like two miles outside of Lochairn, um, roughly, and um, I always um, knew Joy really well. Um, 
So Jari works in the Weavers, which is just a couple hundred metres from um, where I grew up, where my parents stay. Um, so Jari was always extremely supportive. Um, so I've always known Jari really well. And um, um, I remember when I was kind of like 13 or something, she gave me this orange rally bike that she'd um, done some of the uh, Alps with Martin with um, when I was growing up. So I used to, you know, I, obviously she gave that to me and I, you know, raced up the Bialik all the time on that and stuff like that. Um, and then I think one one of the really nice things about having done the round was I, yeah, I, I knew Martin was obviously an incredible climber and he'd done all these feats, but I suppose I, I knew Martin more as like, you know, the guy that you'd meet in the shops and the guy that, you know, I remember him arriving late for church once, you know, and okay. he would, he'd cycled over and he was in his full waterproofs and him, you know, quite noisily taking them off. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, but, you know, there was a, obviously a huge amount of respect for him and it's incredibly inspiring in, in a wee village like Loch Aaron to, to have someone who has this knowledge and who'd done so many amazing things. But um, when I decided to do the round in his memory, a lot of people, you know, um, when say they went to donate or when they just heard about it uh, messaged me or, or maybe I bumped into them somewhere and told me a story you know there were so many wonderful stories about Martin you know personal experiences um, and even you know just people in the village um, in Loch Aaron you know going into the shop and meeting someone and they'd, they'd seen that it was planned to do this that they said you know oh, you know they'd say a story about this or that um, about Martin um, so so yeah I mean he obviously tragically died in 2019 um, and um, I was kind of thinking about the round and um, I suppose personally I kind of needed a wee bit of maybe of motivation to kind of like, okay, I'm going to need to pick a kind of a year or something or, or something to do it. If not, it's just going to kind of be in the back of my mind and oh, I wanted this round of uh, the Tarden Hills, but needed kind of maybe something to push me a bit. Yeah, okay. And um the the year previously, um, Alex Moran and his mate uh, Mike had uh, had done this kind of crazy triathlon. I don't know if you can really class it as a triathlon, but they'd done the you know um, they'd done the Coolin Ridge and then cycled and then swam to Mull and then um, ran up to the um, to the up there. So um, I kind of thought, well, why don't I do it in Martin's memory? It makes sense. He spent a lot of time in these hills. He was yeah. an incredibly inspiring figure. If there's anyone that should be in memory of, I don't see why it shouldn't be him. Um, so I went over to the Weavers in Loch Aaron and, and spoke to Joy and I was a wee bit nervous because I, I wasn't sure how she would take it. Um, you know, it hadn't been that long since his, his death. Um, but she was, she was totally on board as she always is with these things. And she was, you know, the support from her and Alex and Hazel and the foundation was really quite overwhelming. And um, when I planned to do the round, it was, I thought maybe, you know, I'd, I'd raise, a, you know, maybe a thousand pound and there'd be a few people talking about it, but they really yeah. kind of pushed it and made it something bigger than I could have ever um, made it when I did it. So, so that was great. And then in, t in terms of Martin himself, um, I remember after, um, doing Keltman for the first time, he invited me to be his kind of warm-up act for talking Loch Aaron. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he used to do the talking Loch Aaron, and he invited me around for dinner, and um, you know asked me to talk about my Keltman experience um, that year, the first time I did it. Um, 
so that was a kind of a really proud moment to you know um i remember doing my talk and then afterwards him him doing his talk and it was just absolutely amazing and inspiring and some of the stuff he he talked about you know I, obviously i wasn't there on that trip that he'd done but it's absolutely terrifying <laughs> um, so um yeah and just a, a really nice guy who was very supportive involved in the community and um yeah just always keen to help people out and, and whatever so yeah and then the, the other part of the story which you which you've mentioned is mm -hmm. um the martin moran foundation which has since been set up mm -hmm. what was sort of um and alex um, his son is the director and, and mm -hmm. hazel is um I think a director as well, isn't she? Yeah. What's the, what's their aim? What, what sort of how do they how were they involved? Yeah. So the the foundation itself was um, obviously set up in Martin's memory, and um, the idea is that it, it kind of takes a group of, of young people around sixteen to eighteen, I think the ages, okay. um, roughly, and it takes them for a week in the Cairngorms and and you know gives them skills in say climbing, um, navigation and stuff. Um, but they're kind of looking at people who who maybe have barriers to to maybe gaining those skills. So I think they need to have an interest already. Um, so maybe they've done some sort of like a Duke of Edinburgh or something. Um, okay. But maybe they have some sort of barrier that prevents them maybe gaining some more skills or, or taking it to the next level. And it, it's a week in the Cairngorms that, that they run. And then after it, they look to support them in whatever they want to take out of it and, and progress through it. So um, definitely a very worthy cause. Um, and I, I think, the you know, it's easy to kind of think that like a lot of us have got into the mountains or climbing or anything, but it's not always the easiest place to gain the qualifications and get the kit and... Um, it can often be very expensive and there's, you know, um, it's, it's very kind of white, male, middle yeah. class based, yeah. um, which, you know, I think trying to find a way to make it so it's accessible to more people is really important. And it's, it's a great kind of um, foundation they've set up. It's, it's obviously very new. It's only been running a, a few years. So, so, yeah. Because we like to say, oh, the great thing about running is yeah. all you need is a pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really the full story in, in mm -hmm. that, yeah, you need to maybe have some, inf you know, mm -hmm. uh, particularly for the mountains, yeah. yeah. get, get a, a, If you know no one who knows anything mm -hmm. about mountains, you maybe mm -hmm. don't even know the opportunities that are there. So, so it's sort of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely aware of my, my sort of, uh, my dad was a mountain guide, you know, mm -hmm. I had... I had uh, kind of all the exposure to that at quite an early age, so it sounds a great thing that yeah, we're um, they're trying to uh, you know make the mountains accessible to a more diverse group. Definitely, and it's even just like the real simple things like using a compass and yeah. map reading and all this kind of stuff that um, it's easy to take for granted and what kit to use, um, but. If you maybe don't have like a family member or a close friend who's into that, or you know maybe you want to to turn this into a career, it's it's really it can be challenging to kind of I can imagine come across you know overcome these barriers. Um, so yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's great to have sort of watched. Um, hopefully, we'll get Alex um, mm -hmm. on about the that what they called it the Scottish Islands. Scottish Irish Minerals Traffon or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, hear about that, but also, mm -hmm. yeah, watching the foundation sort of grow and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and also the support you were able to, to mm -hmm. give them. Um, I was wanting to ask you a bit next about um, sort of the preparation. Um, a few of my notes there, you've already sort of talked us through, well, the mm -hmm. kelp man and all the training for that, uh, doing more running like the skyline. Um, what, how was your, how did you approach the actual sort of preparation of getting ready for that route? And Yeah, so I suppose I, I realised that um, I need to kind of be able to kind of spend a lot of time in the hills and route choice was, was really important in terms of I knew I could lose or save a lot of time by just finding direct routes. Um, off the hills, um, so so that was important. In terms of kind of my training, I'd obviously kind of since signing up to Keltman, I'd built up, been building up kind of every year um, my my fitness and my ability to kind of you know get up and down these hills and kind of descend kind of very steep, kind of either rocky or it could be kind of grassy and bouldery kind yeah. of descents. So that was pretty key because it a lot of the scents are, are, are pretty straight off the hill you know it's not like you've got a nice path that weaves it way down and most of them are kind of um, very direct routes um, so a lot of the preparation was actually just spending time on the hills in in that area some kind of big um, big days in the hills kind of some bivvies you know linking up some of the hills okay. um, in terms of kind of personal training um, I've always tried to um, kind of get my long days I'm thankfully as a as a nurse um I can sometimes get three or four days off quite quite easily so um um quite often I I just cycle my bike into the hills and spend a few days running up some hills and then cycle along to the next hills and doing that and just bivying in between so um there's quite a few kind of long days um in the Cairngorms and um in Glencoe just just doing that so just kind of packing a big um getting my bike out, my panniers and packing loads of food and just stashing it and then just cycling in somewhere and then running up as many hills as I could get for kind of, and then bivvying and then doing big routes. So that was kind of personally how I kind of built up the mileage um, for it, so yeah. So yeah, having yeah big days mm -hmm. um, all over and obviously a lot of time mm -hmm. finding these routes mm -hmm. uh, specifically on, on your round. Cause, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, looking at the maps, you certainly, mm -hmm. A lot of the time you weren't taking the standard sort of Munro um, walkers routes because it just doesn't work with your your big rounds. So mm -hmm. you'd be sort of getting to the, one of the Munro summits on Leithak and then yeah. sort of pitching off down presumably really steep, totally no track, um, really the, all these tiered um, mm -hmm. sandstone sort of tiers and, and that must have taken quite a bit of working out as to your direct routes that you mentioned. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that was probably my favourite bit of the challenge was spending a lot of time looking at maps, looking at different ways off summits and then going up by myself or maybe with my dad. Okay. And so instead of maybe doing like a, a big hill day where you'd spend, you know, do three or four summits, just doing one, one or two summits, but a lot of time just like going down the descent and then coming back up or something and then trying a different way or just kind of looking at the way of the land and, and finding, you know, which ways work. Because sometimes you'll go down a route and then you'll find it just suddenly cuts off or sure. there's yeah. um, 
you know a, a big drop and then you have to come back on yourself and um i was i was quite worried about doing it that you know i could easily make a wrong route choice or or um go down a slightly long way and then have to double back a bit and you know go back up a hill to find another way down because it can be pretty craggy on um on all of the descents or, or even on the ways up you know um so trying to make sure that i took the right lines and the most direct routes um was um yeah pr pretty key um but a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun just like having this big map and just exploring yeah especially your kind of your local area yeah and how long do you think that process of sort of you know looking at the maps mm -hmm. and then going and wrecking and sort of getting a handle until you were ready to go in August last year like how long would you say that that period was yeah I mean uh, I was based in Stirling for um for university and pretty much um during kind of my um four years in in Stirling every time I was at home I was kind of desperate to you know um get up a hill and, and just look at a different way off the summit or just you know spend as much time in those hills as possible looking at the way the land is looking at kind of ways that you could potentially get off it and then maybe next time trying that out or trying it out on the day um but then i suppose when i um actually kind of said like i'm actually going to do this there was a bit more kind of like like i need to actually be really confident on my roots definitely make sure i've got the right route choice and that you know i can also kind of memorize it and especially if in bad weather be able to kind of do it because for example um ben algen i was i was coming off just just before the first horn and it was pretty direct so it's kind of like okay you know memorizing getting it kind of memorized in your head like this is the way i'm going to go um so so yeah and um i don't think i mentioned in the intro actually your your um your time for it was 20 hours 51 minutes <laughs> and 47 seconds um there's quite a, in the uk obviously there's, there's a lot of uh 24 hour challenges mm -hmm. Like how important was time like when you were going into sort of thinking about doing this mm -hmm. um yeah so there was a couple of things about time obviously i wanted to limit as much time in the dark as possible um so i was starting early and um climbing ben algen in the dark um but from the other side finishing off um i wanted to you know not have too much in the dark <laughs> um so so there was that um, and because I found it really hard to, to try and pick a time to do it um, in terms of roughly how long I thought it would take me because okay. one, I'd never done like a Ramsey round or something like that to kind of have some sort of comparison to that, you know, it hadn't been done. So there wasn't kind of like a, you know, or oh, I could um, roughly say, oh, I'm roughly maybe an hour behind this runner or, or whatever, sure, yeah. or a wee bit quicker maybe than this runner. Um, if things go right so I kind of I had quite a lot of support runners um, and they were meeting me at different points so I, I just split the route up into six hour sections with the aim to get under 24 hours okay you know the the, the main goal was to to complete the route and to get under 24 hours sure. and anything else I kind of thought was a bonus <laughs> um, but I am um, yeah I um, got to my first six hour kind of Point and I was quite a bit ahead um, I kind of tried to make a good start so that you know that would kind of give me a bit of uh, of a buffer um, to make sure I was under 24 hours and then I, I just kind of managed to 
to just keep plodding away and either meeting that those six hour targets or, or kind of just getting under. Um, so, so yeah, so there was a couple of support runners I had to kind of reschedule a wee bit because I was a wee bit ahead of time, um, but you know, it all kind of worked out. So, yeah. Moving on to, yeah, on, on the day of, mm. of your round. Um, so it's, it's August, 2022. Okay. And uh, I guess, yeah, the night, the night before, mm-hmm. um, you'd planned, you'd obviously planned the route and you mm-hmm. had like supplies and pacers and things. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit about those logistics, like of the, the team and like what food were you gonna eat and things like that? Yeah, so I, I'd actually had, um, the job I was in, I'd actually quit so that I could have some, a bit more time to kind of wreck the hills and could pick my day. But then I, I kind of realised that if you've got quite a few support runners and um, there's a few people coming to film it, that you kind of need to give them, you know, you can't just, you have to kind of pick a day roughly and maybe bin it or, or go for the day after and try and reschedule. Sure. But you've got to obviously give them notice. So we, we decided on a date and then um, everyone kind of was arriving the day before or, or two days before. Um, so it was kind of all all coming into place place then and then it was yeah I was feeling pretty nervous um and um yeah but also just like excited to just like go for it um so also kind of um, my mate Jimmy um, Jimmy Highland he he was coming up to film it and initially he had just kind of volunteered to do this as like a you know ah, I'll just do this for the fun of it but then kind of um, Mountain Equipment had come on board, who is one of the main sponsors of um, the Martin Rand Foundation. Um, so they'd kind of, you know, gathered a, well, given Jimmy kind of the responsibility of creating a kind of a film team. So then there's like this extra <laughs> pressure that, you know, oh, well, if, if, um, if I don't do it, it's going to be a bit embarrassing, all these people coming up, you know, and um, if I fall or if I just can't do it, then it's not, not really gonna be great and then kind of I suppose getting all the food together and everything so based on kind of my long days in the hills and doing those kind of long bike days where um, Monroe was involved I kind of um, decided to base myself mainly on, on real food so yeah. not so much gels and stuff so um, a lot of fruitcake was kind of the main base um, some like dried mango and a lot of dried dates um, I did have a few gels but maybe like five or something over the whole round okay. so it was mainly kind of food um mostly mostly water as well um the advantage of um having support runners is they can carry some of your food so <laughs> i could yeah, have a, a little selection <laughs> um and then kind of some um a bit later on some cheese cheese sandwiches were okay were pretty pretty essential <laughs> so <laughs> getting me through the last kind of 10 hours or so you're just craving some savory stuff uh, i bet yeah no on. definitely yeah. So, um, but, um, but yeah. And did you say you'd split up the support into three sections where you had? Well, so yeah, so I had quite a, a few support runners. So initially I got quite a, a big team expecting like most of them to drop out last minute because of injuries and stuff. But, but actually quite most of them were, were able to, were available. So that was just fantastic. And um, I had quite a few Tordon Mountain Rescue. Um, guys who obviously were, were great because they knew the hills really well um, and you know obviously from a safety aspect good people to just have um, um, and then just some some runners some mates as well so um, I had I think three people start with me uh, at the start 
Okay. And then um, some people kind of meet me at different sections. And um, Alex Moran, who'd, who'd hoped to kind of um, be support running, um, he actually had an injury, but he was, he was back home, kind of on the comms, kind of communicating where I was, um, if I was behind or ahead of schedule, um, what summit I was on, and kind of, you know, where people needed to be and what time and if they need to be there a bit earlier or not. So, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know where your cutoff uh, changeover points were, mm. but I, I mean, it's, it's really rough terrain. Uh, mm. Was that quite hard for them to get into sort of position in time? Yeah, so, so the, there's one um, road crossing, which is at the bottom of Benny. Um, so I had quite a, a big support team there, like my mum and dad were there and stuff. Okay. And then I was kind of sw um, switching over runners there. Okay. So that was a good point because obviously it was just by the road. But other than that, it was kind of, um, behind Uyak was um, where a couple of them switched over. Um, so yeah, it was quite quite challenging. And then um, on the top of Ben Damp, which was the, the final um, climb, I had quite a few, like, um, there's a few locals there. My girlfriend was there, um, my dad was there. So it was quite nice getting to kind of, um, just as we were ascending Ben Damp, we saw these kind of headlights turn on and start looking down as we were kind of going up um, the rear side of Ben Damp. So that was very nice to see. And then obviously getting to the top and having that kind of celebration and, and being like, well, as long as I don't, you know, do something stupid on the way down, I've, I've made it, you know, so, so yeah. And that's such an amazing Corbett. Um, so south mm. side, Loch Torrid, and mm -hmm. it's, it's a beautiful, really steep sided in most of the, yeah. most of the way. And I think the way you would have gone is like you're straight up real steep um, south side of it, weren't you? Yeah, so, so yeah, it was, it was pretty steep going and um, it was dark but um, yeah no it made sense and obviously having the kind of head torches kind of bearing down on us as we were ascending up helped as well so okay, yeah so yeah um, yeah pretty much I don't think you could run really run that ascent at all <laughs> so I said I couldn't yeah so you mentioned uh, Jimmy's film obviously yeah. it's a great uh, it's a great film mm -hmm. I just rewatched it um, mm -hmm. today getting getting ready to, to chat to you mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I think what really comes across from that is one of the things um, is just like the the how much you're enjoying it, but mm -hmm. also like the the support crew and mm -hmm. how much you were sort of appreciating that and just how much of a great day it looked. Yeah. yeah so in terms of the the weather on the day, so um, the first kind of maybe six hours, uh, it was a wee bit claggy and a wee bit wet, but but nothing I can really complain about too much. And then um, once we started going up, we, uh, it just kind of opened up <laughs> and we had like this, I wouldn't say it was like bright sunshine or anything, kind of maybe on the on, on the um, on the ridge we had that in Leach, but then it was kind of, you know, clear skies, yeah. um, you know, really good weather for doing it, which which was good and, and a big relief. And um, in, in terms of the actual day, like I think when you've spent so much time you know, putting prep into something and planning something and really wanting to make it work. And then um, it comes across on the day and you've got a really good support team who are really, you know, edging you on. And, and uh, you know, it was just good chat the whole day, which was great. You know, it just felt like a really nice long day in the hills with your mates and my prep in terms of it seemed to have gone really well. And, I, you know, I was really happy with the time. So I think when you've got like this big plan and this big aim and it goes to plan it just just feels great and um yeah it just felt great on the day so yeah was there any specific issues like like kit issues or sort of um 
not having the right food at the right place or did it all go quite seamlessly? Um, I mean, I think there's always like on something so long as that, there's things you could maybe look at and go, oh, okay, we could have maybe, you know, um, I, I remember going up Benny and um, having a few tummy issues and needing to go to the toilet a few times um, on that section. Um, but, I mean, in general, I, I really can't complain. Um, you know, if you do it perfect, then you're never tempted to do it again. So yeah. I don't think you can do it perfect, though. Well, maybe, maybe you could. But I think that you're right. There's always that something. Long. There's yeah. something that you could have done slightly better. Um, but considering how much kind of things I thought could go wrong, um, uh, yeah, really happy of how it went. So, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, what what were the sort of any particular sort of standout best moments? Uh, things that you you sort of you really look back on now or yeah um so going over leak was, was really really nice um so we got up onto the ridge and um kind of the side we went up it's just like really steep but grassy so it's not technical and then you're on the ridge and um we got to the pinnacles and the plan was just to like go over the pinnacles but um when you've done quite a lot of climbing and you know you've got quite a lot of climbing to go you look up and it looks like there's quite a bit of more elevation than maybe just like going around the side um, and I remember Doug who yeah, lives in Kinlochu um, him saying like oh what do you want to do Robin go over them or, or go around and I was like oh I'm not sure should we just go over them and I think Doug was like oh yeah yeah Martin wouldn't have been happy if you'd just gone around them so but that was really good fun and we just plowed over them and um, my biggest worry was um, this descent off work I'd spent a lot of time looking at descents. Um, it's really just hard to get kind of mm. a northern descent off it. So um, I was a bit worried about that. And it's kind of the descent I chose, it chose it's like um, from the summit, it's big boulders that all move quite easily. Okay. So there was that was the area that was most likely there was going to be an accident, you know. Um, so once I got off that, I was just uh, <laughs> ecstatic. <laughs> So getting that yeah out of the way and mm -hmm. uh, yeah and then I think what as well once you once I was off that and I was on the Benny track then it's like a, a really runnable track and it's like instead of heather bashing for miles and miles and kind of technical stuff it's like just quite nice running. So it's a, it's a beautiful track that round mm. into the back into yeah Erica definitely so so yeah that was really really nice. Well. Uh, you know what I'm probably going to ask now. What were the what were the bad points? Were there any worst points um, or most challenging points? I don't know. Um, th th there was. Um, I remember on Andrew Stack, which was like one of the final um, descents. You know, I, I remember kind of. I just summited it, and I was just starting the descent, and um, I just remember closing my eyes for just like a second, and just being like, mentally, I feel quite tired just for a moment. And uh, my mate George was just next to me, and I think even though it was just like a second, okay. straight away there was a uh, double espresso gel in my hands. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I took that, and then that kind of got me through the last last section. Um, and um, I expected that once I hit the road back in Torridon, so I kind of you come out at the bottom of Vendam, just in the usual track, which is um, just next to the hotel. And there's a few miles on the road, I expected like, oh, this is going to be like just a hobble, you know, back to the 
you know, I know I've done it, but um, you know, I won't be going sure, at any speed, yeah. but I don't know, I think the adrenaline, but I'd done it, just kind of pushed me on and kind of the, the track that goes down to the road is really quite a fun one to run. And when I'd practiced, um, done my reckeys, I'd kind of imagined that if I feel good, let's just like go for it on this descent, yeah. you know, because <laughs> it's just a fun, fun little descent to do through the trees there. Um, so we ended up kind of going for it a bit on that after going quite steadily down the first bit of Ben Down. So, so yeah, that was good fun. But in terms of bad bits, I don't know. I kind of only remember the good bits, to be honest. Um, yeah. There were some <laughs> challenging points, but I don't know. It just it felt good the whole day, you know. Um, so, yeah. Finishing then. So you yeah. come down that lovely track through yeah. the through the forest just yeah. just old old forest isn't it mm -hmm. back down to the road and then yeah. you had those few miles on the road yeah what what do you remember about that how did it feel sort of coming into to Torridon village and, and sort of touching the the door of the hall yeah i mean i'd obviously thought about that a lot and okay it was just great just really great and then kind of all your kind of you know i'd, I'd found with my girlfriend and you know um a lot of the some of the support had come back to see me in you know people who'd maybe finished in Torridon and stuff um so yeah it felt really good but i think it's like one of those things that like um you know like i, I felt good running along that road you know touching the door sitting down and then quite quickly i think your body just starts shutting down it's yeah. like because like you've done it so the switch goes off and um Definitely. yeah <laughs> you kind of and then everyone was there and you're kind of like not sure what to say and obviously you're incredibly you know, thankful for for me personally, I don't think I could have done it without the support I had. So having the people there was like, you know, you're so grateful for them and you hope you can give it back in some way if they decide to do a round or, or in some way. Um, but I don't think you can ever really like show your appreciation or you don't maybe don't feel you can show your appreciation to these people who have given the day up and they've they've carried your, your genoa cake yeah. up these mountains and, you know. <laughs> It's a real sort of special bond with someone, isn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, so just so grateful for everyone who helped out in any way, you know. Um, and, and this film shows that really well. What mm -hmm. you you see is you, um, yeah, storming in at mm -hmm. high speed. Mm -hmm. You look so delighted to have finished. Yeah. Um, but then the first thing you actually say is thanks so much to all mm -hmm. the support mm -hmm. team. And then, and then having a, a hug with Joy, and she says, "You know, Martin would be so mm -hmm. proud of, of this." Yeah, um, it was really nice to see Joy, and um, I remember just standing up and like my legs just buckled, <laughs> and she kind of grabs me and uh, keeps me up. Um, but yeah, a real special moment. And then Alex coming over as well. Um, yeah, as I said before, they they were such a massive support, kind of in the build up to the round. I spoke to Alex a lot about route choices. And um, like say, say my route off way, I chatted to him about that. And obviously he's, he's a huge knowledge of the Torridon Hills as well, and that kind of one. So he, um, you know, was able to kind of say, oh, try this line and, or you can maybe, you can maybe save a, you know, 500 meters, or this is a quicker, possibly a quicker descent, okay. try this out. So, um, and then also kind of in the build up to it and anything, just a massive support. Um, and it was also just lovely to see Joy at the finish line and, um, for all to have just worked and come together, so yeah. And we're we're not quite six months on from it, but yeah, uh, yeah like thinking back, reflecting mm -hmm. on it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, now, 
with a bit of distance from it, like what do you think, kind of looking back on, on the day and on the, the Martin Moran round? Yeah, so, um, I mean, for me, it was, it was like the biggest thing I've done in terms of a, a challenge, setting a challenge, putting the prep in and doing it. So there's like a, an incredible amount of, um, you know, I'm very proud um, of it, of course. Um, I'm very pleased I did it in, in Martin's memory. I mean, Martin, you know, but in the in the lead up to the round, I, I read his books and, um, you know, obviously spoke to people. And just like some of the stuff he did was just absolutely incredible. Um, so, you know, it just, I think... Um, and a brilliant writer, you know, to yeah. just describing and sort of taking mm-hmm. you with him on these And it was, it was great just chatting to people about their stories of mine. I found that really inspiring in terms of kind of my build up to it was, was chatting. And then afterwards, obviously, people messaged me and, and maybe again told me kind of their stories of Martin and... And that just felt felt great, and it obviously raised some money as well for the foundation, so that was really important. Um, but yeah, just like a, a really memorable day on the hills with a lot of good people, and um, yeah, I mean, I think Martin himself, like obviously he was a competitor, so uh, you know, it's like one of those things like you quite like to chat to him about the routes and see what he would have would have course, done, you yeah. know, because yeah. he knew this, those hills so well, so he. I'm sure he would have been like, oh, you could have, you could have gone down that way, and, you know, <laughs> saved yourself all the time, and or you, you might have gone, oh well, no, your route down that was, you know, was was spot on or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I think definitely kind of a, yeah, um, when when Martin was doing his like his cool and ridge traverse and stuff, he would have, you know, been well up for smashing. I think he would have done it under 20 hours, no bother. Um, so, so yeah, um, but obviously the, the part of the hope is that other people sign up to do it and um, there's like a, a page online on the Martin Rand Foundation okay. where um, you know there's um, my time up on it and obviously if someone else was to do it they can get their time up there and um, you know they can pledge to, to raise some money or, or just make okay. maybe a personal donation however big or small or they can just do it for the fun of it you know yeah. they, they, they don't have to obviously um, has anyone, has anyone, has there been a second completion thus far? So, so, so not this far. So I did it in, um, in August. So obviously there's, there's, you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of the end of winter, summer. So yeah. yeah, unless anyone's mad enough to do a winter round. <laughs> <laughs> not for me, for sure. Um, so the, I think one person has, has signed up or, or said that he's going to okay. do it in September. Not someone that I know. Okay. Um, so I don't know if he's, I, I think he lives in England, but I don't know if he's maybe don't know what his connection is um so all the best to him obviously um but yeah obviously we're desperate to for anyone to give yeah. it a go and to, to do it so <laughs> don't know are you keen Finley at some point I think it's I think it's absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. that you've uh yeah you've created you've mm-hmm. had the the experience of, of looking at the maps mm-hmm. you know it's your local area going out yeah. exploring your local patch mm-hmm. uh and coming up with this amazing route mm-hmm. in you know Torridon is one of the best mm-hmm. places in Scotland it's, it's mm-hmm. amazing um, and just coming up with this round, mm-hmm. which takes in all these cool hills, mm-hmm. and and um, yeah, also it was all it was all new. Like um, mm-hmm. when you were talking about the prep and getting the lines, I was thinking, you know, e- even if you'd wanted to, you couldn't have just looked at someone's GPS file, or, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it didn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, so you had you had to kind of do all that and mm-hmm. get all that uh, those days out, kind mm-hmm. of yeah. finding it out. 
and yeah to have it sort of then stand there as another thing which uh you know people could go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do that as well mm -hmm. and i think i think it's absolutely ripe for uh people like trying to have a go and see where can they put themselves mm -hmm. against that benchmark that you've mm -hmm. set down mm -hmm. yeah and I, I think that's you know obviously i was very happy with my time but I, it's hard to know whether where you know what kind of time it is because you know, no one else has done it. So, yeah. and um, there's a lot of room for route choice in it because it's not like, you know, there's lots of paths that you can be like, oh, well, I'll just choose this path to go yeah. down off this summit. You know, it's really trying to choose your, your lines on the descents in particular. So if someone else was to, to give it a go, obviously, it'd be really interesting to see what they did. And if, if anyone does and they want to speak to me about it, I'm happy to share my lines. You know, I, it's not like I want to, be the, the number one time, you know, hold it for as long as I can, you know, I think it'd be really cool to see how fast someone could do it. And, and, you know, obviously I did it just under 21 hours. I'm sure someone could do it under 20 or way less than that. You know, it'd be really interesting to see how, how far the time could get down, you know, and I think that's, yeah. I think that's part of the really nice thing about the rounds is it, is it seems like a nice community, you know, and people are always really keen to get a new fastest time or to yeah. see where it is or, someone to you know for like myself it was the accomplishment of achieving it and getting round and getting under 24 hours and people also to have that kind of achievement of getting under the 24 hour mark obviously kind of the holy grail of time is anything under that so um yeah we're just having a really good day out in the <laughs> Achmichel and Tordon Hills so and, and it's always it's going to be harder going it's going to be hardest going first mm. you've done a lot of you know all the legwork and wrecking looking at a line you know people are definitely going to be looking huh where did he go so mm -hmm. you've yeah. you've done you've it's hardest doing it first <laughs> yeah i suppose so but then i don't know i mean yeah um but yeah i just hope someone else does it you know and um we get some more times and yeah just see what what descents are doing yeah. you know talk yeah talking to your point of of that and the people this kind of community of mm -hmm. when people are trying different records and things so i didn't mention it in the intro actually but andy berry has just mm -hmm. uh, broken that my um my record for the winter transfers <laughs> round uh, yesterday, uh -huh. actually. So um, he he did. I think uh, was it um, thirteen uh, forty-five? I think mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Thirteen yeah. hours forty-five. Nice. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, it's really cool to um, mm. think of. You think back to your own experience, and mm. then you think, oh, he's been out having this experience. Mm. I wonder what it was like underfoot, and yeah, yeah, where yeah. were the tough points? Where were the good mm -hmm. points? And yeah, it's it's a it's cool to uh, know people are uh, get inspired by the same kind of things, mm -hmm. and it sounds, definitely comes across today that you, yeah, you'd feel that about about your round and mm -hmm. and uh, people getting involved in Torridon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, and I think as well, like quite a few of the the summits and the Corbett's maybe aren't, you know, some people might not have done them. Yeah. So like even just people going out to recce them and stuff, like they're beautiful, beautiful hills um, to do, you know, and, and even just doing that or, or maybe building up to it, yeah, be cool. Yeah. After you'd finished, uh, after you finished in in the dark, and was, yeah. it, was it pretty late at night? Um, I'm trying to think. It, it must have been like about twelve or one o'clock or something. Okay. About that time, anyway, uh, roughly. Yeah. So you'd had a sleep and recovered. Mm -hmm. um, what What was your sort of? Um, <laughs> what did you do after that? What did you uh, <laughs> Did you have a a good time after that? Yeah. So. Um, I was, um, so I had kind of a, a week of, of rest and then um, I got the, 
the boat from Stranraer to Ireland and um, went bikepacking for four months. So, okay. so yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was good. So I'd kind of quit my job before doing the Martin Moran round, um, did my final prep, and then the plan was to, to go bikepacking. So part of the worry obviously was that, you know, I could, you know, fall over on the Martin Moran round, break my leg, and not only not complete it, but then also be unemployed and not go on bikepacking. <laughs> so so yeah. that was uh, a bit of a worry, but um, frankly that didn't happen. And um, yeah, then I kind of cycled around the coast of Ireland, the Wild Atlantic Way, which was absolutely breathtaking. Um, would really recommend it. Um, and then um, spent some time in the Alps, the Pyrenees and the Basque Country, and then cycled back to Amsterdam to get the boat back. So yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that that must have been, yeah, a huge distance in the... In four months. Yeah, I, I won't lie, I, I did take some trains. I, I'm not going to try and say that I, I cycled at all. Um, I kind of wanted to spend quite a lot of time in the Alps. I've never been to the Alps, so um, I wanted to do some of the famous climbs on the bike and um, the Pyrenees as well. Um, and then my, my girlfriend joined me for the last month, which was really okay. nice. I kind of on the cycle back. Um, so yeah, it was just really great. and. I'm, you know, kind of mad about road cycling and Tour de France and stuff. So doing like the famous climbs was, was really, really cool. Yeah. It looked, yeah, following you on Strava, it looked, mm. uh, yeah, it looked like such a, a great trip and mm. a lot of big climbs. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have this book. That, so there's one in Scotland. It's like, I think it's like the hundred best climbs in Scotland on the road bike. Oh, okay. So they've, they've, they've won as well for the, for France. Um, so I was kind of ticking them off. Um, so that was really good fun, fun. I managed to do a couple of running races as well and um, you know obviously I, was, I wasn't trying to break any records or anything like that so just kind of enjoying as well just being out in these beautiful kind of Alps and the Pyrenees and yeah. just spending some time time in these kind of places that I'd never been to but I'd read and watched a lot of TV with, with people cycling up them and the tour and stuff so um, yeah it was pretty cool. You did some sky races, did you do Gorbea? I did go bare, yeah. yeah. So what's that like? Yeah, it was good. Um, well, I didn't have the best race, but it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so I hadn't really done any running um, since the round. You know, I'd um, done a couple of runs, but um, I kind of just went into it for the fun of it and enjoyed kind of the food. But um, you've raced in the Basque Country, haven't you, Finley? And the crowds yeah. are, are, you know, it, the whole kind of town got behind it, oh, you know, brilliant. which was... I'd always want to race in the Basque Country um, because of that, you know, because of kind of, um, it's quite grassy and, and rocky. Um, it's kind of, yeah, a fast course. Um, Is it? Okay. Yeah, not that I was going fast, but uh, <laughs> fast for the for the guys who are at the top. Um, so, so yeah, really cool to just do it. No, that, that one, yeah, I'm, I'm, that one's on my radar a bit for okay. later this year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be great to, to get mm -hmm. back in, in that part of Spain. Yeah. <laughs> I think just fin just finishing off. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts plans for for twenty twenty three? You've obviously moved to to La Cabar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I think I, one of the things about kind of returning after doing the round and then you know just rushing off quite quick after bike packing yeah. is I got back and a bit tired. Um, but um, trying to get back into things now and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to do some of the the long classic Scotch Hill racing. Okay. I think. There, you know, uh, maybe yeah, do Jura and um, the Island Peaks race as well. I'm hoping to do that this year. Okay. Um, so just some stuff like that. Um, I would like to kind of do like maybe a Tranter or something like that at some point. 
maybe this year, maybe next year. Um, not maybe just as kind of like a big day out. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the future, I'll do it to trying to do it as quick as I can and push myself. But maybe just like this year, just to. Um, I, I really enjoyed the kind of the the part of the round. I think I enjoyed the most was spending a lot of time in a group of hills, getting to know them inside out, and then yeah. executing something. So. I'd you know, maybe like to do that, kind of moving into Loch Ava. I've done quite a few of the hills, but really looking at lines and just spending a lot of time in them and then, then maybe at some point, you know, doing that. But, but yeah. Because I think that's something that, that sometimes people kind of misunderstand mm-hmm. about runners. Is mm-hmm. They think it's always about the speed and, the, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and we're, we're missing something because we're <laughs> rushing around. Yeah. But it's, it's um, well, certainly speaking from my own experience, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, you know, it's the it's being in the mountains and moving in the mountains, mm-hmm. and and yes, yeah, some of that is record attempts or racing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's just just getting out and and enjoying that freedom. And mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like you certainly got a a lot of that in preparation for the the amazing Martin Moran round. Yeah, I mean, just just getting out and and preparing like a you know a bit of a rucksack and having a long day in the hills and you know having a good lunch review and just yeah, I think this just spending some time on the hills is, is all that it's about, you know, it's not always about doing it as quick as you can. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, great place to leave it. Thanks so much for, yeah, thanks for, for sharing all the details with us. Um, I, yeah, I'm really excited to see, um, you know, who, who's next steps up to, to the round and yeah, the progress of it, the, the development of it. Um, listen, thanks for talking to me, Robin. Uh, I'm going to, give you a cup of tea now <laughs> which I wouldn't give you initially because I knew it would just go cold we'd be talking uh, yeah thanks a lot for, for coming on the podcast and thanks everyone yeah this is the end of this episode and um, it's been it's been great fun chatting about Torridon not the first time we've talked about Torridon in the podcast but for good reason it's an absolutely amazing place and uh, see you next time